Exodus Musings Part 2. Um, Exodus Chapter 3. Yeah. Exodus Chapter 3, verses uh, 2 through 4. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. Exodus Musings, part two. Exodus Musings, um, part two. Hello, Miss Fuller. Blessings upon you, Deborah. Blessings upon all of you. May I ask a question? It's um, just a simple question. Have you ever thought about, um, out of all of the people that God could use in his kingdom, in his church, in his service, that God decides to use you? that God uh, made a cognizant choice in his omniscience um, to use you. I'm nearing the 30 year mark in preaching. Yeah, I'm nearing that 30 year mark in preaching. And every time I stand up to preach and every time I uh, lecture or teach a Bible study or whatever I do, um, I still get nervous. I still um, get butterflies in my stomach. And for a point of clarity, I don't get nervous because you all are watching. I get nervous because God is watching. And as long as I've been doing this, I'm still in amazement. I'm still in awe that God called me in spite of me. I remember when I got the call to preach, I was a lad of a boy, um, 18. I refused to preach at 18. It, um, but it wouldn't leave me. And in my young, innocent theology of ignorance, um, I thought if I could do wrong and if I could get dirty enough and mess up enough, then God would uh, consider me too dirty, too tainted uh, to preach. And so I did things thinking that if I did this and did that, 
then God would lead me along. But in truth, uh, the more things I did, the more God called. And let me hang a hat there tonight to suggest to you that just because you've messed up, it doesn't mean that God can't call you, call you, that God um, won't use you. I think the church and people in church have a tendency to discount people and doubt their calling because they messed up in the past. That's why it's called the past. I'll, I'll say it again. That That's why it's called the past. And I think all of us uh, who are on here tonight via social media on the phone can testify that we all have a past that perhaps does not line up with the will um, and the way of God. So I thought if I just mess up enough, if I thought if I could just get dirty enough, get 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 tainted enough, God would just leave me alone. But in essence, the more, truth be told, the more I messed up, the stronger the call got. The more he called, the more he bothered me, the more he would pay me visits. Tonight, if you're struggling with um, past mistakes and God is calling you into whatever area of ministry, then doesn't have to necessarily be pulpit preaching ministry, uh, but whatever area God is using you or calling you in, uh, don't, don't be dismayed because you have a past or you've had some struggles um, in your past. Yeah, yeah. Tonight, he is not our subject, uh, but he's in the story. Moses had a past. Um, and on the backside of the mountain, tending his father-in-law's sheep, in spite of his past, God called him. And I wanna encourage someone tonight, don't let anyone in church discourage you from thinking that God can't use you because you have a past. Yeah. If God calls you, he qualifies you. You don't need the authority or the opinions of people to do what God has called you to do. I'm talking about Moses, but in essence, Moses is not really the center and circumference of my lesson tonight. In Exodus chapter 3, verses um, 2 through 4, Again, Moses is on the backside of this mountain tending his father-in-law Jethro's sheep. And Moses sees a bush on fire. And you need to know that was 
nothing uncommon. Blessings on your rally. That that were that that there was nothing uncommon about seeing bushes on fire. He was in the desert. Um, uh, bushes burning uh, was normal activity uh, based upon the heat and the humidity in in the desert. Uh, it was so dry. Bushes would just uh, combust and, be con and become consumed with fire. And they were so dry, it really wouldn't take long for them to combust and just uh, burn up and dissipate and just go away. But um, this particular day, as Moses is shepherding uh, his father-in-law's sheep, he sees a bush. And this bush um, is on fire. But here is the problem. It's on fire. It's consumed with fire, but the bush does not burn up. And this catches the attention of Moses because he's seen bushes on fire before. But this particular bush is, is burning, but it is not consumed. And, and Moses, it piques his interest and, and he gets closer, but, when he, but as he gets closer, um, he hears the voice of God talking out of the fire, out of the bush. And God calls him by his name. And that's not really what I want to talk about. I'm just telling you the story. Tonight, I really want to focus on not Moses, not the call of Moses, that's preaching. Uh, and teaching in itself, that, that's a good place to dabble in dib in when we have time. But that's not really what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about that bush and what was special about that bush. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about tonight that uh, the bush was common. Um, yeah, the bush was common. Here is the problem with church people and Christians. And that problem is you think that your gift is special and that you are some anomaly. Ain't nothing special about any of us. That was a common bush that God chose to use. And guess what? When God chooses to use you, he uses you not in the arrogance and the splendor of who you are or who you think you are. He uses you because he, hopefully there is some humility inside of you. 
that 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 you that you are still baffled that God still chose to use you in in spite of your 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 being common and nothing special about you. God still chooses and chose to call you and to use you. Like there was nothing really special about Moses. Of course, now Moses was was intellectually astute. He was a brilliant man. But God could have chosen anyone to use, but he chose to use Moses. This bush was not special. God chose to use this bush. And tonight, as gifted as you may be and as important as you may think you are in the kingdom, here is the peace. There is nothing special about any of us. There were thousands upon thousands of bushes in the desert. And God could have chosen any bush to use, but he chose that bush. Why? I don't know. It was a bush. And it was his choice to use the bush. It wasn't a rare bush. It wasn't a special bush. It wasn't a unique bush. It was a bush. But God in his omniscience chose to use that bush. There is nothing unique about you or, or nor me. We are common everyday people that God has been so kind and so gracious that he chooses to use us, which really should not give us a spirit of arrogance, but a spirit of humility that God did not have to choose me or gift me as he has. God could have given your gift to anyone, the gift to sing, the gift to play organ, piano, drum, the gift to teach, the gift to preach. God could have used and chosen anyone in the world because we're all works of his hands. And so before you get puffed up in your gift, in your arrogance, as if the church and the kingdom and the world revolves around you, you're not that special. I'm not that special. And when you understand that you aren't special, you understand that the gift that you have need and should be used to the glory of God. And we've made church about people. Who's the best preacher? Who's the the most popular pastor? Who's the best singer? Who's the best organist? Who who can play the drums? Who who can play in the pocket? Who, Who has the spiritual gifts? We've made all of this about people and the gift. It's not about us. It's about God. And so I'm not abnormal. I'm not special. I'm just a kid from Alexandria, Louisiana, who tried his best to run away from the calling that God has on his life. 
didn't want to do it. And when you have gifts that come from God, you don't mind celebrating the gifts of other people. This bush was common. And that was nothing special about the bush. God chose to use the bush. And tonight, understand that God chose to use you. He didn't have to use you. He doesn't have to use you. The church won't dissipate and die if you die or if he chooses not to use you anymore because the church is bigger than one person or one group of people. And so Moses sees that bush and that bush is consumed. Moses sees that bush and he hears the voice of God calling his name out of that bush. Tonight, how about how, how about this? How about you just be thankful that God chose to use you? How about you just not compete with other people in church or in the kingdom? Just be thankful that God chose to use you in, in corporate America or whatever field you're in, whatever profession you're in, whatever gifts God has given to you, just be thankful. I don't care how how high how high your IQ is, what your SAT scores are. I don't care about anything. All I know is this: He didn't have to use me. He didn't have to gift me, but I'm glad he did. And whatever I do, I do for the glory of God. I do in His honor because guess what? Just like God gave me my gifts. God can also take away my gifts if I don't use them or if I misuse them or if I'm not thankful for them. That, 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 that's the whole premise of um, the uh, withered, uh, the fig tree that God, that, that Jesus killed because the tree would not and did not produce figs as it was purposed. It was a fig tree and a common fig tree, but that fig tree was a fig tree that that Jesus Christ chose to uh, investigate because he was hungry for figs. And because the fig tree, watch this, did not produce figs, but only leaves, then guess what? Jesus cursed the fig tree and the fig tree withered and died from the root up. My brother and my sister, please use the gifts that you have for the glory and honor of God and be productive in the area that God has gifted you in. Because here it is, if you don't use what you have, you may lose what you have. The gift and the assignment it's not about you. It's about God. We aren't special. We are common human vessels that God chose 
and chooses to use. And somebody out there ought to type in the comment section, I'm just thankful that he chose me, that he uses me. God, God chose this bush. It was a common bush. But secondly, watch this. Not only was the not only was 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 the was the bush common church, but the bush was chosen. It was it, it was it was God who picked that 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 bush. And when, here it is, when God chooses you, you don't have to defend your calling. I want to just say this to every female preacher or uh, potential female preacher out there. When God, if God chose you to preach, you don't have to defend your calling to anyone in church. Just preach. Even if you can't preach in your local church because of their bylaws and constitutions and their mindset, Go on the corner and preach. Start a ministry and preach. You, if you're chosen, do what you've been called to do. If God, if God has chosen you, I don't care what it is, whether it's preaching, whether it's teaching, whether it is singing, whatever God has chosen you to do, guess what? Do it. Because if God chose you, guess what? God will open doors for you. Your gift uh, will bring you before great men. Just do what you've been chosen to do. And you don't have to apologize or stifle, <clears throat> excuse me, or dummy down your gift because other people can't understand the gift that God has given to you. So now you damn your light. You, you stifle how you talk and how you teach and how you sing because you don't want to make him or her uncomfortable. How dare you dummy down the gift God has given to you because some person is uncomfortable or don't understand or too biblically uh, incompetent to understand the gifting. And here it is. They don't have to understand it. As long as God talked to you and you heard God's voice, it don't matter what they think, what they say, how they probably uh, 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 interpret the Bible wrong based upon what their mama said, what their grandmama said, what, they, what, what somebody said who had no biblical training at all. Don't dummy down your gift. If God chose you, do what you've been called to do. I've known so many female preachers who mess up good sermons because you're trying to defend your calling. You ain't got to defend no call to somebody who barely go to Sunday school. For what? Got one commentary? Don't know context. Ministry in context, don't 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 know word structure, word search, Greek, Hebrew. Why are you defending your calling to someone who hasn't called you? Why? You are wasting too much energy. You're chosen. I, I don't care if you've been to jail. I, I don't care if you're reformed uh, uh, drug addict, alcoholic. I don't care what, I, I don't care. 
if God called you, God called you. And you'll waste years of your life and ministry trying to defend your call to people who don't even matter. I'll say it again. You will waste years of life and ministry trying to defend your calling to people who don't even matter. It could be your spouse. It could be your children. It could be your siblings. It could be your best friend. If they didn't call you, you don't owe them an explanation. Just do what God said do and leave the rest up to him. And I promise you life will be so much easier for you. I promise you. I, I'm not trying to be on a soap bucket here, but I'm trying to make a point. So I use the whole women in ministry thing uh, because guess what? See, the church is so backwards until the, the, the Black Baptist church will say a woman should not preach, but she's called, she's gifted. She's learned. She's qualified academically. But no, she can't preach because she's a woman. And yet the same church will allow a male preacher to get up there and butcher the gospel. Don't make no sense. But that we uphold because he's a man. I'll wait. And the same man who can't preach you get in your car on the parking lot on the phone and talk about him like a dog. You know the Negro can't preach. You know he can't. But you'll take it from him because of his sexual. Yeah, he's a man. That's how backwards we are. And there are women, there are people in church who are not walking in their calling because they're so scared of what church folk gonna say. And to every person who is, be set free from the opinions of people. If the church you at won't let you preach, go somewhere else and, let, and that, that will. Go somewhere else where you can. I, I don't I don't understand why we have to prove the calling to someone else. God chose that bush and tonight in whatever area of your life you're in, if God is calling you, if God chose you, then guess what? I don't care. If you have been to jail, I don't care if you have uh, messed up. I don't care if you were, uh, you know, on dope, you know, I don't care what you are. Because the fella in the text, the human in the text, Moses, was a known murderer. See, that's how backwards we are, man. Moses was the face of uh, the Pentateuch, you know, 
we, we say Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. There's some argument about that. Because in Deuteronomy, Moses talks about how he died. Now, how he going to die and then talk about how he died? Or how he going to talk about that after, you know? So, so I don't believe he wrote it. But history says they tagged him as writing it because he was the most popular and known name in that time. How how he gonna tell you how he gonna die in Deuteronomy? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm about to mess up your vacation Bible school. But if you call, you call. And if you chosen, you chosen. Like God chose Moses. And God is all seeing and God is all knowing. And guess what? Moses had a calling on his life when he committed murder. I can't hear nobody in this room. Oh, I'm going to by myself. I'm sorry. Moses had a calling on his life when he murdered that Egyptian. And after a season of purging and cleansing, God called him into his purpose. Don't allow your past mistakes to make you negate the calling and make you ignore the calling of God. God know you ain't no good. God, God knew you were gay. God knew you were bisexual. God knew you were you were an adulterer, fornicator. God knew you were drunk. God, 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 God knew. You gamble. God God knew you were messy as hell. God knew all that stuff. And he still called you. And he still uses you. Because you're chosen. And God can call you out of anything to clean you up and prepare you for where he is trying to call you and take you to. That's why people who are called have a testimony about their past. Because if you don't have a past, how can you really meet people where they are in their foolishness? Because people in the world can't relate to to perfect Christians. If you are a perfect Christian who has never done anything wrong in the world, I can't talk to you. I can't relate to you. I need somebody who was chosen and called and who still struggles to stay right sometimes. Like like Uncle Paul. Yeah, the good I would do, I don't do. The, the, the stuff I shouldn't be doing, that's the stuff I really feel like doing. But by the grace of God, yes, sir. I am what I am. He was chosen. And again, God chose that bush and God chose Moses. And again, one more time, when God called Noah, he he knew Noah had a drinking problem. When God called David, God knew David had an issue with women. When God called Matthew, he he knew Matthew would steal as a test collector. When God called Peter, he knew Peter would fuss, cuss, and fight, and cut. But he still called them. Free yourself up, because in spite of your past and your present, if God called you, God can use you. Because guess what? The folk 
he using right now still got issues. Talk back to me if you can. Who, who, who can type in that box, I got issues, but he still uses me? Yeah, because guess what? Everybody on God's team is important. The cook, the janitor, the sign changer, the preacher, the musician, the tech team, the media team, the musicians, everybody on God's program is important. And guess what? We all got issues. But God still uses us in spite of us. Can you shout hallelujah tonight that God uses us in spite of us? Yes, he does. He still uses me. I ain't no good. And I know I ain't no good. And here's the whole thing. I know I ain't no good. And I can admit I ain't no good because God know I ain't no good. I'm a grace case. I, I, I'm a recipient of the mercy of God. If God calls me, guess what? He He knew when he called me, I had issues. He chose. That, that bush was chosen. Wasn't special, but it was chosen. It was common. It was chosen. Moses was common. He was chosen. God saw when he killed that man. But guess what? When Moses killed that Egyptian, guess what? That did not abort the plan that God had for him. When, 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 when Moses killed the Egyptian, that did not abort the calling on his life. God still called him. God still uses him. And who can shout tonight, I ain't perfect, but he uses me. Now, for you self-righteous Pharisee folk, this, this ain't for you. Y'all come back next week. For you who want to be judge and jury and you want to police other folks' lives and you, you can see the, the speck of dust in other folks' lives that can't see the two by four in your own eye, you come back next week. This ain't for you. This is for regular, common people who God choose, chose to use and God uses for his honor, for his glory, because guess what? This ain't about us. Everything within us points to the direction of God. So before you get puffed up and arrogant in your gifting, no one thing, this is not about you. It's about God. And whatever gift God has chosen you and called you to do, use that gift for the glory and the honor of God. And scripture says, if you exhaust yourself, God will bring you down. But if you start off low, God will lift you up. Yeah. The old folks say back home in Louisiana, low is the way. Yeah. Go, go, go low. Go low and watch God lift you up. Mo, Mo, I'm, I'm done. Blessings upon you. Moses, Mo, Moses was, uh, he was common. I mean, I'm sorry. The, the, the bush was common. Uh, the bush was chosen. And thirdly, and I'm, I'm done. Um, the bush was consumed. Um, when, when Moses, when, when he saw the bush, the bush was not just burning. The bush was consumed with fire. It was consumed 
not just with fire, but 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 by the presence and the power of Yahweh, Elohim. It it that it it was God in the bush in the fire, um, talking to Moses. Here, here was my point: that when God calls you, you need to become consumed uh, with your assignment and with the power and the presence of God in your life. You you need to bathe yourself in the word of God. Uh, you need to bathe yourself in in the in the in the principle of prayer. Because you cannot fulfill your calling. You cannot fulfill uh being chosen by God if you aren't consumed by God. You you need God to take you over. Not not because here's here's the whole piece. When you get up before God's people, if the Holy Ghost isn't doing it uh, in you and through you, now you're performing. This is this is this is uh, American Idol. Um, yeah. No, no. You 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 need to be consumed uh, with the power and the presence of God. That, see, that bush was consumed. And see, when God calls you, uh, you can't operate in your own flesh, in your own way, in your own in your own activity. You have to operate in his power. When you preach, when you teach, when you sing, when you play, whatever you do, I don't care. I don't, I don't care if you're cooking, cooking Jesus' name, cooking his power. I, I don't care if you paint the church, whatever you're doing, do it in the authority and the power of God. Now, if you're preaching and teaching and leading us in worship, by all means, if anybody should pray and te- uh, uh, pray and be consumed with God's power, it ought to be people who are um, preaching and teaching the word of God. We can't have powerless people in pulpits, in choir lofts, on praise teams, on instruments. Um, even in this season of people who are uh, our tech teams, etc., we, we need people to be consumed because guess what? It is the Holy Ghost that allows them to have the gift that they have to make us look good on these social media platforms. This ain't just something they just come up with. That they're consumed with the power of God. And you know a sermon, you know a sermon when it ain't consumed with the power of God. You 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 know you know a sermon, you know a song, you 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 can hear a song when you say, no, nah, child, go back and fight it again. You you just gotta you ain't free, you ain't free. Uh-uh. You know, I don't feel nothing. The proof is in the pudding. That bush was consumed with fire. Yeah, fire. 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 Acts. Holy Ghost. Fire. God. God's power. God's presence. God's participation. So in order to be used effectively, one must be consumed with the power and the presence of God in their lives. 
the bush was common, the bush was chosen, but the bush was consumed. And if you really want to be effective for God, the kingdom, and the church, my friend, you must be consumed with his power and his presence. You, you can't operate in your flesh. You can't operate in your feelings. You can't operate uh, based upon where you are in your life. When God calls you, you have to, watch this, have an agenda to become consumed. How? Because being consumed only comes for us when we cultivate the gift that God has placed in us. How? By studying, reading, um, whatever gift you have, have. If you're a musician, practicing, you know, uh, uh, preachers who don't read are dumb and they have, yeah, useless in my in my opinion. That's my commentary. A, 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 a preacher who doesn't read and study is just just useless now. Yeah, we. What, what. But guess what? That doesn't always come from Sunday and Wednesday. You see, you cultivate the gift in your prayer life, in your devotional life. That's where your power comes from. Not not just getting up singing and preaching or doing what you do. You want to cultivate the gift, and the, and you want you want to be consumed with power in your life. How is your devotional life? How much time are you spending with God outside the spotlight? Because you get power and you become consumed with God outside of the pulpit. No microphone in your hand. No no camera on. No 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 lights. Camera action. You, you, you get consumed, you get power when no one is calling your name. You get power in your quiet moments of devotion with God. And so whatever you do, whatever gift you have, whatever God has called you to do, you can only become consumed and cultivate that during your quiet moments with God. Any preacher who jumps up in the pulpit on Sunday who hadn't prayed all week, it's not going to end well. Anyone who gets to the microphone, anyone who does anything for God on the corner, uh, in the halfway house, in the prison, whatever you do and wherever you do it, if you jump up there and you are not consumed with God's power and God's presence, that is not going to end well. Because guess what? Now that's about you, not about God. And so I would encourage you tonight, spend time with God. Sacrifice some time. A little bit earlier in the morning or a little bit later at night. But no day should catch you without you spending time with God. We're common, we're chosen, and we're consumed. That bush was a common bush, but it was a bush that God chose.
and it was a bush that God consumed. Tonight, like myself, you're common. You're common. You're chosen. And I pray that you are consumed. Exodus Musings, part two.